As more and more time goes by, we're finding out more details about what the Chicago Bulls could potentially want in a Zach Levine trade. Got some more details coming from AK on kind of where the Bulls' mindset is with trades and what they could possibly want back from the Lakers if that, that ends up becoming the trade partner. We're also going to preview today's game against the Milwaukee Bucks and dive briefly into the mailbag. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so, First up, we uh, I dropped an emergency video yesterday, but I didn't drop it as a podcast, so we're going to kind of go over some information that was already there. So what we heard yesterday from Casey Johnson is that AK is, you know, he's getting calls on other players, and he's basically tell it, telling any other team that's making calls right now that they want to wait to evaluate what the roster looks like without Zach Levine before they decide on what they're going to do with some other players. Now, I saw some of the comments from a couple of you guys saying, well, we already know what the team looks like without Zach. It's not seeing what the team looks like without Zach. It's seeing what the team looks like what in, with the return they get back from Zach Levine. That is clearly what, I, what AK is doing. And like I said, I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to hear it. They're going to get knee-jerky. But it really makes sense, right? I know a lot of Bulls fans are thinking that because they hear this Zach Levine trade, it means that, oh, we're just going to go into selling all the assets that we have off. And that's not necessarily true with where the Bulls are going to be. So it is expected right now that you're going to, you know, that, yeah, you get Zach Levine back. They're looking for some young talent, things like that. But this team could very well, and I know a lot of people are now, as they're hearing the Zach Levine trade there, my set has gone right to, oh, we're blowing it all up. And I hate to tell you guys this, but there still is a world with this front office, right, that they could make a Zach Levine trade, and depending on, like, what we hear, what they want back from, like, a, a Lakers, and just keep it rolling at that point in time, right? And, you know, yeah, the team's still going to be bad, which adds value to their own draft picks, but that is that is a likely scenario in this in this. Uh, Zach Levine trade uh, interest is that it, depending on what they can get back, what the haul is for Zach Levine, it could leave them in a situation to where they're just still playing and letting the season come to this natural conclusion. And, you know, really what I'll say in that is this, is that we're already on pace to be a lottery pick, right? We're one of the worst teams in the NBA. We're a bottom five team in the NBA. So there's still that chance that they may not blow it all up because you're bad anyway and just be bad and let let the chips fall. And so I want a lot of Bulls fans to come to that realization, to come to that understanding that it doesn't necessarily, this Zach Levine trade does not necessarily mean they're blowing it all up. It does not mean that. It means that a serious change is coming to this roster, a serious retool, and it doesn't mean that going into next season then and in this offseason, they may move some other pieces. But don't think that this trade deadline is going to be a series of a hundred of a, of a bunch of moves necessarily. It still very well could be. Once they end up narrowing uh, down what they're going to get in the Zach Levine trade, it could be subsequent trades that are made. But I need everybody to prepare themselves for a world in which they make the Zach Levine trade. That's the only move that they make. And then the pieces that we get from Zach Levine are added to this core. And then, you know, the team's probably still bad. Maybe it gets slightly better, whatever that ends up happening. But I, I think everybody now has kind of wrapped this thing up to say that, oh, because we're moving Zach, that means that, yeah, we're finally going to go full rebuild. And that does not necessarily mean that, right? You got to look at the cues from this front office. And so, AK, Pat, the designers told you guys, heck, a, a lot of other people have told you guys as well, AK is not necessarily a GM 
that is going to try to tank or bottom out or anything like that. He is still going to try to put the best roster he feels is possible out on the court. It would be a huge change in mindset for him to be a, a, a GM that commits to just having a bad team for a few years. Now, again, I'm not saying that that's still not a possibility, but I don't think it's as big of a possibility as what some Bulls fans have now worked themselves into thinking it is with the Zach Levine trade scenario and situations that's going on. So I just kind of want everybody to kind of get that together and understand that we could live in a world after in mid-January or whatever when Zach Levine is officially moved, that that world just means that, hey, we've added some piece, some solid pieces to this team. Maybe we got a first-round pick back, and we're just going to keep keep going where it is. DeMar may still be on this roster. Caruso may still be on this roster. Pete Will is going to probably still be on this roster. So all the, de- the deals and trade scenarios, and I understand everybody's having a lot of fun right now with the trade machine and things like that. I think you guys may be getting your hopes up. And, uh, you know, this front office has kind of told us what they are. And, you know, I, and I've said this before, too. This front office would have let this probably go to the end of the season had it not been for the Zach Levine trade request. So keep that in mind as well. Now, when you're going into that, now we have heard things as well. One thing that came out yesterday is that Alice Caruso and Andre Drummond are expected to draw interest. Matter of fact, the article that I talked about said specifically for teams calling about Caruso right now, AK is telling them no. And so, listen, there are vultures circling the Chicago Bulls, the carcass of the Chicago Bulls, hoping to start picking off pieces so that they can add to what their team has going on. And Caruso and Drummond make sense. These are both two veteran guys, right, who know exactly what their role is. You know exactly what they bring and how to kind of uh, bring out their strengths and mitigate their weaknesses. And they're, they're also team players that can fit on almost any roster in the NBA. Caruso can play on any roster in the NBA. Any championship team should want Alice Caruso. And with his contract only being a little over $9 million, it's a fair contract to match easily if you need be. Drummond, he signed for basically the minimum. He's a definitely an easy contract to make. And we already know, you get Drummond 15-plus minutes, really 12-plus minutes, he's close, going to get you close to a double-double. So it makes sense that those players are expected and have already been drawing some interest there because, listen, those are two players, like I said, the contract size makes a difference in that. The, the, the role, the fit, the fact that they can go on any roster possible. And, you know, it makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if a team like the Memphis Grizzlies make, make some calls on Andre Drummond. I wouldn't be surprised in that at all by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, we'll end up seeing what comes of that. Um, you know, the Bulls, if AK does decide to go where he just is, is trades off as many assets as possible to get as many young players and future assets back, we got it. We we can get those. I don't know if they're going to be necessarily the high picks or anything like that. Probably not. But we got players we can get assets back for. It's just you got to ask yourself: Is AK going to be willing to do that? And that's one of the biggest questions there remaining. Now, with that said, we also got out details on what the Bulls would want back if they do trade with the Los Angeles Lakers. This is a team that's been heavily rumored uh, to be interested in Zach Levine for a while now. Everybody knows at this point, Zach Levine makes his offseason home in California. So, you know, that makes sense. That always made more sense uh, than when people were saying, oh, well, Zach Levine wants to go back home. Well, now we know that uh, the Chicago Bulls, if they do make a trade for Zach Levine with the Los Angeles Lakers at a base, they want Rui Hachimura and they want Austin Reeves back in that trade. And that kind of makes sense when you look at them. Both these guys are 25 years old. They both are, you know, on a team where they have played their role extremely well. And you can see some upside still, tons of upside in them, especially if they're brought to a team where they maybe get more shots, things like that. For example, Austin Reeves so far has played in 19 games this season. He started in eight of those. Uh, He's played about 30 minutes a game in that. He's averaging 45% shooting from the field, 32% shooting from three, which is down from his 39% last year. 
Uh, with that said, uh, he's also averaging five assists per game, which is his career high in his third year in the NBA as well. One steal per game uh, also in that. he's uh, Like I said, he's only started eight games, so he started a little under half of the games that uh, that he's played so far. But also Reeves is a young player at the shooting guard position that you don't necessarily look at and say, hey, this is our shooting guard. We're going to build a team around or whatever. But while you're trying to figure it out, you get to develop him, see what he looks like. He's definitely a player that you can see, hey, there's some things there. Now his numbers as as coming off the bench are basically the same as a starter, which is I think is, is a positive, meaning that if you do end up you know, getting a player that's better than him at the shooting guard, you know he's still going to be productive off the bench. As a starter, though, he's shooting 41% from the field, only 27% from three, but still averaging 13 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, and one and a half steals as a starter. So this is a guy who's active. We've seen him, uh, you know, young, had, had a, a similar story to like Alice Caruso coming up in that uh, Lakers system, things like that. Rui Hachimura is a player that the, Bull, the Bulls, the Lakers traded for last season at the trade deadline, came in, played really well for them. Um, but so far this season, he's he's played in 12 games, only started one. He's averaging 11.8 points per game. He's doing that on 50% shooting, though, only taking eight and a half shots per game. Um, and then also 42% from three-point range. And considering how the Bulls may want to adapt that three position, um, you know, whatever, I, I do think if they trade for Rua Hachimura, that, that points to as well that they're going to really be looking at uh, keeping uh, Patrick Williams probably at the four. But again, a player, 25 years old, still has some upside as well. Not as much, right? Uh, he, he, you know, he still has some upside, still can absolutely grow his game. But if that's the if that's like the base of what the Bulls want back, the um, Lakers still would have about $6 million in salary that they would have to match. Now, we've heard something about Jalen Hood, Shafino as well, which is another player, former first round, well, former. He was just a first round pick in this last year's draft. So that could get them close. That's about $4 million. That would leave them about $2 million short, which maybe because you don't have to match exactly. There's a little buffer you get there. So that may, uh, you know, fit in that. The question is, is that if the Bulls, are, I mean, if the Lakers are sending two 25-year-old players in um, Roy Hachimura and in Austin Reeves, and you're send, sending Jalen Hood Shafino, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is only 20 uh, years old, you got to ask yourself, are the Bulls going to still get any draft compensation in a case like that. Keep in mind, the Lakers, I think only the only uh, picks of theirs that they can trade are the picks in 2028 and 2030. Those are the only picks that they could trade outright. I've talked before about how those picks, I know they're far out, but it kind of makes sense if you look at future projections because Zach Levine's contract is up by then, so maybe the team is much worse at that point in time and you could luck in. Now, there may be some protections on it. That's the thing. If the Lakers are sending two 25-year-old players and a 20-year-old player and if that's if they even send one first round pick back in that is probably going to be lottery protected It's probably maybe even top 10 protected um, is where you can get that at. So, you know, that's kind of a framework of a deal. Now, what we've heard as well that I want to also talk about is that the Lakers apparently are actually more interested in DeMar and Alex Caruso than what they would be um, than in, in Zach Levine. Now, what makes that interesting is that the Roy Hachimura and Austin Reeves contracts fit those two guys a lot better without having to give up anything else. Now, are you giving up first-round picks for that case, right? So hearing that the Lakers are interested in Caruso, who they're extremely familiar with, he grew in that team, grew in that system. They'd be giving up Austin Reeves, who they kind of, you know, took that that role of Alice Caruso, and then you're bringing in a veteran scorer in DeMar DeRozan to that team. So, you know, the, the interest there makes sense. Um, it, like I said, it, it this, this Zach Levine thing, if the Bulls are just – Zach Levine trade first. They may end up missing out on some deals, but you know if, if the Lakers are interested in, in DeMar and Caruso, hearing what the Bulls eventually get back in that type of deal is going to be interesting to see how that just works out, but the contracts work a little bit easier. 
So we'll end up seeing where that goes. But outside of trades and everything like that, we do have a game tonight to talk about. The Bulls face off against the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Alice Caruso are all listed as questionable um, against the Bucks. I think the Pat Connington for the Bucks is also listed as out. But this is going to be a game much like the game against the Boston Celtics. The Bulls are not going to be favored in this game at all. And the margin of error for the Chicago Bulls, even with the Milwaukee Bucks, not kind of you know hitting the ground running like some people thought they were, they still are a team that has tons of talent on it. We lost to them already this season. We know what they can be. So the Bulls in this game, is if they're missing Caruso, DeMar, and Zach Levine, listen, that's a tall test. If the Bulls miss those three players, if they do end up sitting out this game and the Bulls still do get a win, That'll be one of the wildest things that we've seen in a while. The Milwaukee Bucks, though, are coming into this game as the third highest scoring team in the NBA. Uh, they can absolutely fill it up. Defensively, they have some holes there. Defensively, of course, they don't really take a huge amount of threes. Either they are top 10 in the league and three-pointers made per game. So that there's that for sure. Um, you know, when you have Dame Lillard on your team, you're going to do that, right? And so this is a team that's a high-powered offense. The Chicago Bulls defense has dropped all the way off like it's just it has not been solid at all so you know over over this last uh losing streak here and you know this is going to be a, maybe another night of suffering for the Chicago Bulls and that's just is what it comes down to um I don't know man I don't know how I feel about this game coming in the Bulls right now they've dropped from being ranked as the eighth overall defense they're all the way down to number 15 now so right in the middle pack of the league um, I just don't know if the Bulls are have the execution that we see. I would love to see the Bulls come in here and get a win. We've beaten the Milwaukee Bucks before, but this is just a team we have to be so on point defensively, rebounding, and turnover-wise against the Milwaukee Bucks to be in this game, and we're going to have to have the core three players, if they play, actually step up, or anybody in that row, shoot the ball efficiently. And so this game against the Milwaukee Bucks is a big test, and it's going to be a hard and difficult game, and more than likely we're going to be on the opposite side of a blowout yet again. And that's just the most likely scenario, regardless of it, with the heart that this team has been playing with or the lack thereof. And so as long as that's the case for the Chicago Bulls and we're still questioning their heart, it's hard to, to, to pick a lane or pick them to win against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks. And so, listen, I'm not, I'm not if you can't tell, I'm not overly hyped or, or have too much faith in the Bulls being able to overcome that. But hey, it is what it is. We'll see. We'll be live right here for the pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame shows all live tonight on the channel. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. But before we go, uh, because the mailbag is filling up, because, again, with Zach Levine trade rumors and AK rumors, I expected it. We got one voicemail we're going to play today. This one's from Quentin. What's up, Hayes? This is Quentin from the Let's Talk Bulls podcast. Um, I wanted to call in and spend a little bit, but I just wanted to talk about my thoughts on what's been happening with the Bulls lately. Um, we see that AK is wanting to sit pat and kind of wait to see what happens with the Zach Levine trade. Um, but I do think that what's going to happen is if we do trade Zach, DeMar will eventually leave this year. Um, I think he's just ready to move on to a team that's contender, and that leaves us with a very young core to this team. Um, but what I would love to see is, and let me know your opinion on it, I would love to see the Bulls, if they do get rid of Zach and have DeMar leave, work on their young core and try to build towards a Raptors style of team. Um, you could have Kobe at the point. Um, I see putting Pat at, at, the, at the three, and then – Julian Phillips is athletic. I would love to see maybe they put him at the two and we play a tall lineup. The Raptors have been giving people a lot of um, trouble just with their length, their athleticism. Um, they're always on the move, and I think the Bulls could replicate that. And if we can do that, but with a younger, more athletic team, I think it'll just it'll do so much for us as a team. We probably won't because Billy, you know, wants to play everyone who is six four and under at the center and power forward, but. Let me know what you think about the Bulls 
taking Kobe, uh, P. Will, and uh, Julian Phillips and making them the core to this team going forward if the big three is no longer a thing. And also your thoughts on making them a taller lineup where the Bulls have tall guards who are lengthy at every position who can defend multiple positions, especially since they love doing switches so much. Always happy to talk to you. See you later. First up, shout out to Quentin from Let's Talk Bulls. Make sure you guys go out and support Quentin at Let's Talk Bulls. Love his show. Love what he does. Um, y'all make sure y'all check out his YouTube page. It's great. But as far as the Bulls kind of evolving more of a, a Raptors stop uh, type team going forward, it's really hard to say that because we don't know what we're getting back for Zach Levine. I will say this, and just using the kind of the, the package that we heard that we talked about earlier in this episode, the Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves uh, deal, I think that that plays into that. You have long players at that point in time. Um, I, it's difficult to say what role Patrick Williams and Julian Phillips and stuff is going to play before we know what that deal is going to be. But I do hope that whatever we see is that they do start carving out minutes for the young guys to truly develop at the NBA level. Julian Phillips has killed it down in the G League. He's been everything that you could hope for a player that was actually drafted to go down in G League and deal with that level of competition. But what you have to ask yourself is this. You asked if the core can be Kobe White, P. Will, and Julian Phillips going forward. I can't say that adamantly yet because we don't know what we're getting back. If you add uh, uh, Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves, then those players play into your core as well, and you just got to see what you get back in that. So I do think that those players are going to be prioritized for sure. Kobe White, I can't wait to see what he looks like getting having an opportunity to be more of that natural scorer-type philosophy that he has. Julian Phillips is just a dog. Like I, I One of the best things about me doing this, the, the G League review uh, weekly episodes that I do is just getting to see and watch so much of Julian Phillips and just how intelligent he is as a basketball player. I know we talk about the hops, we talk about the rebounds, talk about the defense, but one thing you're also seeing when you watch those Windy City Bulls games is Julian Phillips is an intelligent player. And you could see a world in which he turns into a smart, high IQ defender and a, and a, and a freak athlete on, that, on the offensive side of the ball that also can stretch the floor some, but if he, can, if he develops that communication part of it, you can really see him being one of the driving parts of an NBA defense as well. So would love to see that from him. But overall, like I, I can't see they're they're definitely going to be a big part of the core going forward. And that's if they're all retained as well, which I hope that they do. And, you know, for the people that say, hey, P. Will hasn't got a chance to develop because of of, you know, the other players that get shots, he's going to get an opportunity. Him and Kobe are going to get opportunities to do that. And we can really see what they do at a high level consistently. So we end up seeing with that. But great question from Quentin. Let me know your guys' questions down below, how you feel on that down below. Also, don't ever be afraid to send in your voicemails. We'll let you guys know how to do that here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.